Crosswalk. Hello and good morning. It is a privilege and honor and a blessing to be speaking to you today as the new youth pastor here at Crosswalk. I have been working here at Crosswalk for the past two years, learning so many things from Pastor Isai, Pastor Karen, Pastor Mike, and Pastor Tim. And it's such a blessing to now be part of that team. And I know what some of you guys may be thinking, like this is the kid that we saw in the announcements and in maybe the occasional Instagram photo. And you thought like, wow, this kid, this high schooler is so involved here at Crosswalk. Well, surprise, I am not in high school. I am actually the youth pastor here at Crosswalk. I just graduated from La Sierra University, this class of 2020, and it's such a blessing to now be here at Crosswalk working. So I look forward to the ministry that we're going to be doing together, and I look forward to the things that God is going to be doing through this community. I want to give a quick, huge shout out to our Walk High School worship team, the Walk Worship. They just absolutely crushed it. I want to invite you to show them some love in the chat right now. And to that team, I want to let you know that I love you. I'm so proud of you. You guys lead so well. I've, been, I've had the privilege to be in the room with them when they've recorded. And from way before that, that record button is pressed and way after it's done, they are just filled with the Spirit and they're just filled with joy and the desire to be part of what God is doing. And they have just led us so well today. So high schoolers, I love you. Thank you guys so much for leading us so well today. So today is my turn to speak, and we're actually in between series. Last week, we just finished Faith by Design, and this week, we are going into the new normal, which leaves us here today with no series. And uh, Pastor Tim spoke to me, told me I could speak on whatever I want, which if you think about it, giving the new youth pastor the freedom to speak on whatever he wants can sound a little dangerous, but I promise you today is not going to be a dangerous day. Instead, what I want to do is invite the community into the series that we've been going through at The Walk. And our series has been called Heaven Made. Heaven Made. And this series has been all about understanding that we are meant for more. As people who have been created in the image of God and as believers in Jesus, what we know to be true is that our life is always destined for more. That there is always more and that more is not deterred or taken away from even in our shortcomings or in our circumstances. But in everything, we are called to more. There is more purpose, more courage, more inspiration and more meaning to be found in a life with Jesus. And today what I want to do is focus in on what that more looks like for the church. Today, what, is, what I want us to understand is that as the community of God, God is calling us to a specific type of more. What we believe is that God is calling our community to more. And what we want to do here at Crosswalk is be in tune with the vision that Jesus had for the church. So today, what we're going to lean into is what the more looks like for the community of God. Now, what I want to begin by doing is telling you about my perspective of the church when I was growing up. Because when I was growing up, I did not see the church as the move of God. I did not see it as the place where I would feel the most inspired, the most courageous, or the most purposeful. And if I'm being honest, many times in my walk with God, I actually did not feel the closest to God when I was in the community of God. And I want to talk about some of the things that I focused on that kept me from seeing what the church could be. And one of the things that kept me from seeing all that Jesus had for the church was the dress code. I cannot tell you the battles that I had with my parents on Saturday mornings over what I had to wear to church. I mean, I would walk up and down the stairs probably five times, each time changing something about my outfit until I finally met the standard for the church. I mean, my dad sometimes had to pick out my clothes for me so that I can make it to church. And I remember thinking that I had to look a certain way to be part of the community of God. 
And what this created in me is this perspective of the church as a social group. A social group in which if I wanted to be a part of it, then I had to look a certain way. And this very quickly turned into ill feelings for the church. Now, of course, when I was younger, I didn't see the sentiment behind dressing our best for church, but I see it now. We dress our best for God and we still do that, but what we're recognizing is that our best is changing. While once it was a suit and tie, now it could be a pair of Yeezys and a House of Docs shirt. Shout out Eldon, love you, bro. But I remember feeling like I had to look a certain way in order to be part of the community of God. And because my perspective focused in on this aspect, I was missing the more that Jesus had for the church. Another reason why I missed the more that Jesus had for the church is because I saw it just as a mundane routine. In fact, I remember it was the same routine every single week. We would go to sleep about eight o'clock at night, we would wake up at seven in the morning to get to church by nine. We would sit down, we would hear the sermon, we would stand up for the benediction, and we would all go to potluck, which we should sign a petition to start up potluck, COVID potlucks. Uh, I don't know how that will work, but anyways. Uh, I remember the church having a specific routine, and because I focused in on the routine and mundane aspect of the church, I didn't see that the church could actually be something more. And perhaps today we are seeing the church not for the move of God, but we are seeing it as a social group. Perhaps we're viewing the church as a weekend routine, just something to do. Perhaps you have seen the church as a mundane routine, or perhaps you have seen the church as a social group, and as a result, you have not seen the church for everything that it could be. Well, today what I want to do is I want to invite our community to focus in on what the church can be on what Jesus is calling it to be. And what the church is, is nothing short of the move of God. The way that God is moving in the world, while not limited to the church, is through the church. To be a part of the church is to be part of the community of God. And to be part of the community of God is to be part of God's future. So when you believe in the church, when you are part of the church, you are part of the future that God would have for humanity. And what we see in scripture and what we know to be true is that the church is called to be distinctive. The church is meant to live differently than the world. But what we learn in Mark chapter 13 through the words of Jesus is the signifying feature of the church that marks the church is the way that we love. The way that we love signifies us as followers of Jesus. And what we can understand from this is that in order to step into the future that God would have for humanity, we as a church must learn to love. We must learn to be a community that is accepting. To put it simpler, we have to learn to love well. I say this because the history of the church has not always been known for its love. The church has not always been known as an accepting community. In fact, if you were to ask somebody random on the street what their experience with the church is, chances are they did not have a loving experience. Chances are love is not on the first couple things on that list that they would make. But instead, the church would be known for in their lives judgment, persecution. It was the place where they were told that if they didn't look a certain way or they didn't act a certain way, then they weren't accepted. And what I want to do today is center ourselves on what Jesus says the church should be. The church should be the epicenter of love. And today what I want to do is I want to invite us to read scripture. 
Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to take them out. Uh, whether it's a phone Bible, whether it's a physical Bible, or like I have right here, the iPhone 30 Bible. Just kidding, it's an iPad. <laughs> I invite you to take out your Bible and to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we are going to read the first three verses. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 3, and it says this. This is Paul speaking. If I could speak in all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy... And if I understood all of God's secrets and plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing." Here we read the words of Paul, and Paul argues, and he implores the church in Corinth to understand and to know that the move of God must be marked by love. In fact, if the move of God is not marked by love, then it is not the move of God. What Paul does, he implores the believers in Corinth to move in love. And what I find so interesting is the reality is many of us, when we step into the community of God, sometimes don't feel love, which is so interesting because the community of God is where Jesus lives. The community of God is supposed to be the people who are most in tune with Jesus. And you would think that when someone steps into the community of God, they would feel love. But the reality is that has not always been the case. In fact, I have a story of this not being the case for me. I remember when I was younger, I was about 13 years old, and I was going to a new church. And of course, I'm absolutely introverted, so this was one of the most hardest things that I had to do. I had to learn how to make friends in a new church, which is absolutely terrifying for an introvert. For all my introverts, I want to say, say amen in the chat, but I know that you won't, because I would not. But it was so hard for me to be in a new environment, to make new friends. And I remember every week going to this church and every week I would, I would just try to muster up enough courage to just say hi to somebody, to make a friend. And I remember going for a couple weeks and, and going to the class and always wanting to reach out to another student but never having the courage to do so. And this went on for weeks. And I remember finally one Sabbath I got to church and I told myself, Andy, today is the day that I am gonna make a friend. Today is the day that I'm gonna finally make a friend and be part of the community. And I didn't know what to start. So my, my mind, I began making a plan. I remember thinking, just tap the guy on the shoulder and start by saying, hello. It's a good starting point. I mean, very little things can go wrong when you say hello. Now, of course, my mind loves to go worst case scenario, but in my, my, my positive side, what I was thinking is just say hello and introduce yourself and just start there. So I'm feeling the anxiety as I get to church this day and, and I step into the classroom and I sit behind this group of boys and I remember slowly my, my courage began to dwindle, but I told myself, no, Andy, today is the day. Today is the day that you are going to make a friend. So I mustered up every ounce of courage that I had in my body and I reached out and I tapped on the shoulder of this student and he turned around and he looked at me. And with every ounce of courage I had, I said, hello, my name is Andy. 
To which this kid replied, shut up, stupid. And I remember feeling pain. I remember the, the tears welling up in my eyes because this was absolutely worst case scenario in my head. Like the only other thing that could go wrong is if like the earth ended right in that moment. Like this was it. And I remember feeling unloved, unaccepted and unseen in the place where should have, I should have been the most accepted and the most loved. I remember going home this day and telling my mom that I never wanted to go back to that church. And I wonder today, how many people have this experience with the church? Now it's interesting because we are not gathering in person yet, the church is being known for certain things today. And I wonder when somebody encounters the church, if they are encountering the love of Jesus or are they encountering other things? And what I wanna encourage us to do today is to move in love because that is what God is doing. We are called to move in love because that is the move of God. The way that God is forming his future is in love. So as the community of God, we are called to move and act in love. If we want to be a part of God's move, then we must understand that the way to be part of that mood move is to love. To love is to be part of the future of God. And when people walk into the community of God, I pray that they would know that they are in the epicenter of love that when they would encounter the church, they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they are loved and seen and accepted as they are. This is the love that Jesus has for humanity. And what we understand through the narrative of scripture, when we learn and read about the life of Jesus, what we learn is that Jesus loves so intensely, so radically, so passionately that it drove him to the cross. And it's in this that we find just how serious we must be about loving. You see, Jesus was willing to give up everything for love. Because for Jesus, people was everything. So today in 2020, we must be willing to love so radically. We must be willing to love so passionately. We must be so willing to be about people that it hurts. That we lose certain things. But what we can find comfort in and what we learned here in scripture is that if we don't move in love, then it is for nothing. Which means if we move in love, it is everything. The most meaning, the most purpose, the most inspiration that we can find in life is found in loving others. Is found in choosing to be part of the move of God. And what I want you to know is that today, God is calling you to be part of his move. God is calling you to be part of his future. What I want you to know is that when you are part of the church, you are part of the move of God. We are actively choosing to form and live in the future that God would have for humanity. And understand this transcends politics, this transcends ideologies, this transcends everything. We choose to love. We follow Jesus. Therefore, we choose to love well. And today Jesus is extending his hand to you and inviting you to be part of his move. Yeah, I understand that there are moments where we, we desire and wish to be part of the move of God, yet we lack the courage to do so. And often we lack the courage to do so because we hear a little voice in our head reminding us of the places we've been and the things that we've done. 
and because of where we've been and the things that have happened to us and because of the things that we've done, we feel that we are disqualified from the future that God has. And if that's you today, what I wanna declare over your life is that you are loved, you are forgiven, and that you are called. Jesus is calling you to keep your eyes on the future and to leave the past in the past. And in fact, if you are going to look at the past, Jesus calls you to look at it in light of the cross. You are redeemed, you are loved, you are forgiven, and you are called. And what I wanna do right now is provide space for you to enter into a life-giving relationship with Jesus. And it's only five simple words, but, but this prayer that I wanna invite you to say today has the power to change everything. And the prayer is this, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I invite you to say that with me today, to whisper it or to say it as loud as you can. Jesus, I give you my life. Now this isn't everything that we have to talk with God about, but this is the starting point of a life of courage. Right now, by accepting Jesus into your life, you are filled with the courage to make it through another day. You are filled with the courage to be part of the move of God. You are a new creation. And if that is you today, if you chose to give your life to Jesus, I wanna pray a special blessing over you. So if you would bow your heads. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this amazing community that is here at Crosswalk. I pray you would be with every person that is watching right now live on Saturday or watching years in the future. I pray that these words would continue to ring true. Lord, thank you for inviting us and calling us to be part of your move. Thank you for redeeming us, for loving us, for giving us, and for calling us Jesus. Lord, I pray for every person listening right now. I pray that they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they are called to a life of more. I pray that they would know that they are loved deeply, that they are accepted, that they are yours, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that in the midst of this tumultuous year that we would, we would center in on what really matters. And what really matters is your love, Jesus. So as the church, Lord, as your community, we are gonna to choose to be part of your move. We are gonna to choose to love well. Thank you, Lord, for being so gracious to us. Thank you that even in the midst of everything that's going on, we can see you still. We love you, Lord. We pray all these things in your name, amen.